and I mean, the JFE, Just Evan Vote. Yes. Um, that's kind of the latest um, project that mm -hmm. Octopus Red has put out. Yeah, um, that's one of the, the bigger projects we've done uh, recently. So mm -hmm. um, it was nice. It's always nice to have a project that you can be uh, in total control of the creative mm -hmm. for. So you're not relying on um, a client necessarily to steer the vision. The client in this case was Lucas. So, yeah. um, you know, which in itself, you know, he did steer quite a bit of the website um, in how he wanted it to look artistically, but that, mm -hmm. that was okay. Um, we've gotten really uh, good at working together, obviously. Mm -hmm. So... So I was able to kind of take his uh, his needs and his vision and and turn it into the website he wanted to see, which was great. Right. Um, and then uh, populate all the content, and we're still populating content as we get more uh, feedback from the community and what they need to know about the actual program itself. Mm. So yeah, that's cool. And it's got all the different as the all the different educational segments that we're going to be showcasing mm -hmm. on the show. They'll all be populated on there too, so people can go in and learn about what is an MPP, childcare, healthcare. What do all these different things mm -hmm. have? To to do with the provincial election that's coming up on June 7th. Yeah, absolutely. And it, mm -hmm. it gives us as a, as a company um, an opportunity to utilize some of the skills that we have, not just in design, but in the actual functionality of website development. Mm -hmm. So we're able to integrate those multimedia aspects into it. And so clients are able to see, you know, what projects have you done that we can integrate media? You know, can you do that for me? And we can point to this and say, well, yeah, go check out the just effing vote. So. Yeah. yeah. How long has this been in your guys' minds to do something like this? Uh, to do the vote campaign? Yeah. Um, it's been quite a while. Uh, Lucas and I um, have been involved in several political um, parties, uh, you know, in, in different campaigns over our, you know, 18 years together. Um, and they, they've been kind of all over the spectrum. So um, as I'm sure most households, not not everything, not, um, not every couple um, will be of the same political stripes, right? right? So it really, we've always been able to help our friends um, kind of across the board. And so this was an opportunity for us to do something that was nonpartisan, we could work on together that wasn't specific to a party or a candidate and just really get the knowledge up there. Um, the same way that we've done for our kids, we thought, you know, in meeting some of their friends who of course are millennials, because um, I'm at the one end of the millennial spectrum and my oldest daughter's at the other end. Um, so in meeting some of their friends, we kind of got an idea of where there were gaps and, and what knowledge was missing um, in terms of voting that, that our kids had, but their friends didn't have, mm -hmm. so. There's an incredible amount of knowledge that's missing. Huge. I'm very, very appreciative that I can be part of it because I need to learn about all the voting. I vote, mm -hmm. but I don't exactly know exactly how everything happens. I don't understand mm -hmm. what that person's real job is. What do they do day to day? Um, what are they able to do for me or for us or for the community? Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of things that I should know if I'm voting. I really should be yeah. much more educated. And, uh, oh, and, and I feel like I speak for a lot of people that way. Yeah, oh, for sure. And our parents, too. If you look at how our parents voted, they always you know, kept their political opinions to, their, to themselves mostly. Um, they didn't necessarily share with one another who they voted for. Um, so, you know, mom might vote, you know, NDP and dad might vote conservative, but you never kind of knew, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so... You know, I think that there was a whole generation of kids that unless their parents were politically inclined, they just didn't know anything about voting. So then they were, you know, they became 18 and got to vote, but who do I vote for? Right. So and why am I voting and what's the point? Right. So that's kind of what we're looking to address mostly in the campaign. It's a very taboo subject almost. And I don't yeah. understand why. Why are we not allowed to yeah. talk about who we vote for, what we believe in? Yeah, I, I, I saw a really incredible uh, post from a friend of mine, um, uh, Phil Gillies, who is like a 
political juggernaut. Um, if you ever get an opportunity to speak to him, I, I recommend you do. He has a, a vast amount of knowledge. Um, but one of the posts that he had put up was, we tell our kids not to discuss politics or religion, but if we had told them to discuss politics and religion, people would discuss it civilly. Mm. So we have this whole group of people who don't know how to talk about their different viewpoints and how to, to be rational and, and just have a respectful conversation about political values. It's okay right? to disagree with the other person. Exactly, absolutely. Respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping that this can kind of take it to that level and help out and we can learn everything. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got about a minute left-ish mm -hmm. um, before we head to break and then we'll uh, have a conversation with Ian. <laughs> um, but I just think that this, this is really cool and I do encourage people to get to the website, um, just F and vote. .ca, mm -hmm. um, and it's got it talks about everything that the whole project, the whole initiative, the campaign is all about. It outlines it all, um, and it's got information that'll direct you to everywhere that you need to go and what you need to know. Um, and yeah, just go sure. check it out because I mean we're we just the shirts are now available for sale, which is really <laughs> cool. We're excited about that. It's fun to wear them, yep. um, and they're they're available for purchase on their limited quantities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's exciting that we're finally it's going now. It's going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's going to take everybody to really kind of step up and let, it's going to be something that you guys have really organized, but everybody needs to get involved in it so that we are able to educate people the way that they want to be educated and yeah. learn. So they yeah. really need to step up and let us know what they want, mm -hmm. what For they sure. want to know. Definitely. And uh, with that, we are now going to be heading to break. So when we're back, uh, we will be joined by Laura and Ian. So thank you guys for being here and we'll be right back after the break. to you by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. Sir George Etienne Cartier, the work of uniting Canada was as vast as the country itself. First, he won over Quebec. Union is the only way for work. No, Monsieur Cartier! Confederation will cost French Canadians their nationality. Monsieur, together we will form a political nationality independent of our origins. Diversity will be Canada's strength. Then he fought for Manitoba. The Northwest has formed a government under Louis Riel will not join Confederation unless our rights are respected. So you want a new province, then you'll have it. That will be a place for your people in Canada. He envisioned a country from Atlantic to Pacific. British Columbia won't even think of joining Canada without a wagon road through the Rockies. Ask for a railway, 
We are building a country after all. Bold as a lion, Confederation could not have happened but for him. The Canada, son pays, ses amours. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. And uh, we've got an awesome show lined up. <laughs> I love that. I never know what's going to come. It's just, it's just you awesome. You don't love that. Yeah, no, I don't love that at all. I just say that I do. And that's, yeah. I think I'm very it. nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, yeah. We do. Um, but we're, today we're joined by Laura Duguid of Octopus Red and also Ian Miracle. Um, so, Ian, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm a local content creator, uh, media person, um, photographer, videographer. Uh, I dip my uh, fingers in copywriting every once in a while. Um, you know, uh, just a general content creator for small businesses, and mm -hmm. that's what I do. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, what are some of the projects that you've worked on? Uh, since I started, since graduating school, I've uh, I've worked on I've worked on actually really big clients in mm -hmm. my career. I've worked on Netflix. I've worked on Subway. Uh, my first billboard was through HomeSense. It was really cool to see my my work. You know, uh, every day take, taking the go home, I would see my 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 writing on you know, the big <laughs> billboards. Really, really cool to see that, yeah. especially in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then moving home, I've been home now a year. I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of like uh, a lot of local indigenous clients. You know, Santi Smith is one of my bigger clients. Mm -hmm. um, I got to do a bunch of video work for her this year, which was really incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I work with the Woodland Cultural Center as well. I just do you know I do a lot of photography for them, yeah. and then I of course. So we're with these guys, you know, I've done some writing for them, and right. uh, we've got a United Way campaign coming up, which I'm doing photography for. Mm -hmm. So I've got some big projects on the go at the moment, and that's, awesome. what, that's awesome. what I'm doing. Yeah. How do you get a Netflix gig or yeah. a Subway? Like, that's a massive, massive... Right? Okay. It was, you know, coming out of school, I... Uh, I was actually hired by a small a small creative agency out of Hamilton who was also a publisher called Influence uh, and when she brought me on board she was actually on, uh, in the process of creating her first magazine um, so she was using using the money from her creative agency funding and funding her magazine um, and from there I got hired by a company called Sid Lee they're one of the bigger agencies in Toronto um, I mean they've got offices around the world they're still I mean in terms of the agencies in Toronto they're still small potatoes but they're still you know a big deal Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I just I just got thrown on the client I got hired as a copywriter and they said these are the accounts you're working on and that was that right <laughs> so, so cool. it was I mean cool. thrown in th trial by fire basically yeah, right? yeah, exactly. that's, that's <laughs> how it worked. yeah so it was it was an incredible experience yeah. you know you stumble a little bit you know especially coming out of school you you know you, you can only learn so much right mm -hmm. uh, so I mean it wasn't all glamorous work it was a lot of like boring client communications a lot of email work you know uh, it's not great but yeah. I mean it's still experience and it's still you know it's still some, some, something to do mm -hmm. and once once you know you sort of hit your stride then they start throwing you the bigger work Right, right, and uh, and that's how I got thrown on Netflix. I was I was um, creating content for Netflix Social. Um, I was creating. I was doing all the client communications for um, for Subway. Uh, I had the chance to write some radio stuff, and uh, yeah, it was just it's how it came out. Exciting. Yeah, it was really awesome. I loved it. So then I moved here, and I actually messaged Luke my book. Um, you know, probably a month before I moved back, and he was totally taken by me. He was like, "Oh my God, yeah, I, I would love to have you come work with us," <laughs> and uh, and that that's that. So that's really cool. Here I am now. I've uh, I've strived really hard uh, over the last year to build my own brand um, as a content creator and a and a producer, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so it's uh, within the last few months that I've really delved into the realm of video, and uh, I've 
uh, I've created a ton of stuff uh, over the last, you know, I'm gonna say six months, and uh, and I'm really getting my name out there now. You know, mm. um, I have a reputation as a photographer in the city, and I really want my video work to be noticed. You know, mm. um, I've created a bunch of stuff, but I haven't really pushed it. But you know, I I just uh, scored some major contracts on the reserve, and uh, <clears throat> I've uh, I've I've got. I've got probably three three big contracts coming up, and uh, I'm really excited for those because it's my first dive into like commercial video work. Mm -hmm. So I just went and spent way too much money on a new camera, <laughs> 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 and uh, and now this year is the year to really to really grow myself, mm -hmm. my personal brand, personally, I like my, myself personally, and my brand. So that's awesome. Are you yeah. allowed to talk about kind of those contracts or what they um, are? Or is it kind well, of secret right now? No, no, they're not really secret. The the, the biggest one I have right now is for uh, Grand River uh, Employment and Training. Um, they're really pushing their welding school, their welding program. Mm -hmm. So I'm creating a 10-minute promotional piece and a two-minute commercial for them. Mm -hmm. um, the 10-minute piece is more a general information video, uh, focusing on the the, uh, the classes and courses they offer, because um, they've come into they've come into some grant money, and they're really trying to push the knowledge of of their services out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so they approached me to sort of create some content for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so that 10-minute piece is more of like a sell, a selling video. They're going to sit down and show it to students and prospective uh, prospective students as well. Um, and then the two-minute piece is something they're going to push out, push out over social media, and it's more focused on their welding program. Mm -hmm. um, they they uh, they're within their welding program. It, it's I think it's broken down into four or five different sub programs that you can take. They're all based on welding. Um, but that's the program they're really trying to sell. They're trying to increase enrollmentship, and, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's the gist of it, I guess. That's so, awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I know a lot of uh, photographers also have like there's the stuff that you have to do um, yeah. for work um, yeah. because everybody needs to to eat and to do that stuff. Yeah. But what are some of the things that you like to do, like your passion projects? Like, what's your favorite stuff to shoot? Um, you know, honestly, I love to shoot everything. Uh, yeah. But in terms of passion projects, this is something I've been working on for the last two years, just slowly building it up. Um, it, uh, it started in 2008 with Harper's apology uh, for the residential schools. Mm -hmm. uh, I was working at the Brantford Golf and Country Club at the time, and when he made that apology, it was national news. And I had coworkers come up to me and talk to me about it, and there was a complete lack of knowledge surrounding residential schools. They just didn't know it wasn't common knowledge. My grandfather was a product of residential schools, and for me, I knew I knew about it. It was just something I was raised with the knowledge of. But these people, they they weren't. They I just took it for granted that everybody knew about them. I, you know, uh, you know, I didn't realize how ignorant people were mm -hmm. of of that knowledge. Um, so when they approached me about it, I was really taken aback. So uh, probably about two years ago, I, I, with the help of a friend, I created a brand called Waking Up Indigenous. And it was a, started out as a photojournalism project. And my goal was to go to different reserves across Canada and highlight contemporary life uh, on these reservations. Um, but I didn't want it to be a pity party, you know? I didn't want it to be, you know, a woe is me, look how bad things are. I mean, obviously that's an aspect to it, but I really wanted to try to highlight the positive aspects of, of these people living life on these reserves, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not all it's not all sorrow and, and sadness. There's a lot of positivity on these reserves, and I really wanted to highlight, you know, especially in Six Nations, there's a lot of talent coming out of that area, right? right. You know, you got Logan Statz, who, who's from the area. You know, you got Lacey Hill, who's an incredible musician. You have all these people we're going to have out. to stop you right oh, there for no a second, Ian, and we'll keep going once we get <laughs> sure. back from the break. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back after the, after the break. Yeah. Thank you.
That was quick. full-time moms on a mission to talk about everything parents deal with on a daily basis. Okay, so what do you do when your child has a meltdown? It's Vanessa and Melissa. Tuesday. You. Do. Need. Painting. Those wacky improv artists are back. Theater on the Edge on Rogers TV. It was our 35th anniversary. To celebrate, we were on our way to Mama Rosie's, where we had our first date. That's when we heard coming from the radio. So we stopped and listened. It helped us get to safety. So when I think of, I think of our anniversary, because now we have even more to celebrate. raged along the Saguenay River for more than 150 kilometers, destroying land and lives. One family survived by dousing themselves all night against the searing heat. One family, among the thousands whose resourcefulness and courage shaped the character of this land. back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. And uh, we were just actually talking with Ian about his passion project, uh, Waking Up Indigenous, right? Yeah. Do you want to continue where you were, you were at there? Anyway, yeah, it was, uh, so the goal, the goal of the project, yeah. I guess, is to, uh, is to raise awareness about uh, contemporary life on reserves. Um, like I said before, it's not a pity party, it's, it's an educational project, mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's my biggest passion project that I have going on right now. It's been in development for two years, just fine-tuning all the smaller aspects until I can actually raise the money to travel, right? Because yeah. obviously it's not something I can do for free. Um, I do need funds, so at the point at this point, you know, I'm so I'm on the hunt for grants, yeah. um, but I do have the smaller pieces in play. Uh, I'm still reaching out to reserves across Canada to you know see if they would be receptive to a project like this, um, and so that's that's sort of where it is right nice. now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up on Six Nations? Uh, I actually grew up in Six Nations and in Brantford, right? There was there was a lot of a lot of cross between, you know, my my family's from Six Nations, but I actually live just right across the road on Galileo Boulevard. Oh, really? And uh that's where I spent most of my time. Me and my mom uh, spent uh a lot of our lives in that co-op, but also with my grandfather and grandmother on Six Nations. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was uh got the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So are you noticing a big difference when you do have you you've traveled a little bit for your project? Yeah. Are you yeah. noticing a big difference between the different reserves that way? There's a you know um uh, I hate to say it but there is a really big difference. Six Nations um 
in terms of in terms of uh, reserve life is is a little more well off, and you know there's there is disparity. There is there are people who live in third world conditions within Ontario, right? Um, and it's it's just the reality of it, and it's it's a hard pill for some people to swallow, even on Six Nations. That you know it, it's those conditions do exist, right? So there there is there is a big difference. Um, between between different territories in all of Canada, right? Mm -hmm. um, you take a look at a place like Attawapiskat, and then you take a look at Six Nations, worlds of difference, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Six Nations is my home and I love it, but it's, f for me, it, my personal experience growing up on the reserve was, wasn't great, right? Um, but I know there's people out there that have it worse, so I'm thankful for the experiences I have that I grew up with, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. yeah. That's cool. It's really I like you kind of take that viewpoint that other people are gonna have it worse too, and and that's just it, yeah. right? Like, you, you you take you take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, I I feel like you know I I grew up poor, I did, but you know I I know there's people out there that have it have it worse than me and continue to have it worse than me. I, I my life is not bad by any means. Um, I'm I'm proud of where I come from, and I'm happy about the experience I've had in my life, and they've helped form who I am. As a as a person and as an artist, you know. So, um, I will never I will never disparage growing up in Six Nations. It was, it was it was a. I feel like I'm a piece of clay, right? And Six Nations growing up there on the reserve really helped mold who I am. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I always wanted to give back to my community, right? I I never had the skills to give back to my community, but here I am, and now I actually have a real skills, and it feels good to to sort of create a project like this where I can help raise awareness for people. Uh, especially my people. So it make a difference. Yeah. It's really cool to do that with your passion. Yeah. Yeah, it feels great. Do you see the campaign like just having vote being able to help in any way ha have a difference at all or can it help with your project in any way? Um, I think in terms in terms of the project itself, um, it's a, it's a fantastic campaign. The initiative is something that really needs to happen. Um, like you guys mentioned before, there was a, there's a serious lack of knowledge um, um, in in our age bracket, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my peers who know nothing about mm -hmm. why they should vote. They know it's pushed on them that they should, but but why? You know, mm -hmm. there's that there's that mentality of of what what do they do for me, right? People don't see these 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 policies uh, at the base level. You know, they mm -hmm. they don't see how it affects them in their everyday life, right? Mm -hmm. And if there's more of a knowledge about why we should get out there and vote, I think that it could only help, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think this campaign initiative is something that's desperately needed, especially in our community, mm -hmm. um, to really get people out there and yeah. informed, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not informed, what's the point? Yeah, so. I think that was what I was most excited about mm -hmm. too, was that I really didn't know. Yeah, I went out and voted because I was told that that was the right thing to do, and yeah. I voted the same way that my, because my parents did. And that's just why, and I didn't really know. And now we're putting this together, and just in the last couple months of putting this project, like helping with this project, I've learned so much about what the actual, the different levels of government mean and what they take care of. And so I'm really excited to see all of this come together now to be able to offer that to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Goes. I think yeah. that's the biggest, that's been the biggest question we've gotten is, you know, what level of government takes care of what issue, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, it, and so it's going to be, you know, teaching people that and, and so that they know why should I vote in a provincial election? Mm -hmm. Well, these are the issues that are provincial. Mm -hmm. You know, why should I vote in the municipal election? Well, these are your municipal issues, you know. Uh, so often, 
we um, because we know so many politicians will you know in, in talking to them they'll say you know I get calls all the time at the you know at the provincial and federal level you know why is my garbage picked up why is my roads yeah. cloud right <laughs> and, and so you think well okay yeah. you know well that's an issue as not a provincial issue as yeah. not a, a federal issue right so it's breaking down those kind of ideas and, and letting people know like what is actually the responsibility of your your current government and, yeah. and who's representing you and what it means if your current representation is not the leading party mm -hmm. Because there's that as well that people don't really understand. You know, when you vote locally, you vote, you know, many people vote for the person or they do the opposite and they vote for the party. And, and they, you know, so it's learning who the people are locally that you're going to be dealing with, what impact that has at a, at a national or provincial level, um, and then kind of going from there. Mm -hmm. I have lots so. to learn. Lots. <laughs> See, I always Stick thought the garbage that. didn't get picked up because Trudeau was over in India dressing up. And that's why my garbage is still there. <laughs> he doesn't personally do it, Matt. Oh. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. Um, we got about a minute and a half uh, before we go to our next break. And actually, the very first uh, JFE segment Yay. is going to play, which is really cool. So uh, Lucas Duguid and uh, Miles Hosey are going to be, uh, and 45 seconds left now, are going to be uh, just talking about why why we're all doing this um, why we think this is important and why you should get out there and vote um, so now we're going to be going to break shortly i've lost track of time now 30 seconds left um, I'm, I'm really hoping yeah, that along you. with what you said uh, why should I vote? What does this person do for me? I hope we also get away from the whole, well, they say they're going to do one thing and then they never actually do it. I hope we get rid of that excuse as well and hold them accountable and we understand yeah, what we're voting for. People need to understand what their voice is for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. And with that, we're going to be going to break now and enjoy the JFE segment and we'll see you soon. Fresh um, from cooking two cups of Ontario spinach to music you're walking away so you're fading from me and no. everything else in between King Bertram gave me a unicorn no one's given me a unicorn ever <laughs> grab a coffee and join oh, Natasha McKenzie as she finds out what's happening in Waterloo region it's fairly simple to use in studio on Rogers TV Coco is music, family, magic. Welcome to the land of the dead. Do you mind? Is that living boy? Coco is nothing. I'm terribly allergic. But he doesn't have any hair. And I don't have a nose. And yet, here we are. Anything to declare? Yes. <laughs> Anything. Anything at all. He's that strong. Joe Schuster, will you stop it or you'll miss your train? Now help me find number five. Strong, but by day he's a mild-mannered reporter. Glasses, you know, a secret identity. Honestly, you Canadian kids. He'd be in this cape. A what? A cape. Wearing these blue tights. A hero in tights, really. Here it is. Listen, Lois, this guy is faster than anything, I swear. If you're not fast, you're going to miss your train. That's it. A bullet, a bullet. He's faster? No, he's faster than a speeding bullet. Come on, get on it. No one's going to read a comic strip about a strong man in tights, Joe. It'll never fly. Why? No. 
but he can leap over tall buildings. Oh, wow, man. See what your cousin Frank says in Toronto. Wait, wait, Lois. I I've got something for you. Take it. It's a gift. You never know. It might be worth something someday. Welcome to Just Effing Vote. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Lucas Duguid. And my name is Miles Hosey. He's one of our other hosts as well. Um, before we get started, we should probably get started. Um, we've been asked a lot about what is this? What is the Just Effing Vote? Um, it's a lot of different things, but the most important part is encouraging, inspiring, young under 35 voters who maybe haven't been voters yet or maybe haven't been voting enough to become inspired, to become educated and enlightened and informed so we can get you to the ballot box. That is the most important thing. Um, but what are we? What, how would you best describe what it is that we're doing with this effort in your own words? Uh, well, I would say it's, uh, I would say what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, it's, it's a multimedia uh, initiative that we're having here locally to try and get people to come and vote. Uh, in the upcoming provincial election, which is going to be on June the 7th. June 7th, that's an important date to remember, June 7th. This is your official save the date. Please don't have anything else booked that day. I promise you uh, it's going to be magic that day. We have to get out and vote. Sorry. Yeah, and actually, uh, I guess it's important to say, even if you do have to work, you still are legally entitled to take time off to go and vote. Absolutely. So even if you are working, you don't have an excuse. So just to back this up a little bit, this is an educational, nonpartisan effort. Um, we don't care who you vote for. I promise you we don't care. You want to vote Green, Conservative, Liberal, New Democrat, any of the above. We don't care. We just want you to participate. Um, what we're going to be seeing more of us in the form of a 10-part of a segment that will be appearing on Rogers as part of the Think Millennial live show. Uh, we are in partnership with the Millennial Network Group. They're an amazing group of young people. Uh, several of them are off camera right now, so we're, we're going to speak very high. <laughs> so we've been asked a couple of times, more than a couple of times, um, where did this come from? Why? Why, why do we want to do this? Why, why the passion around this? And I had this like really terrifying vision that I want to share with you briefly. Um, picture we're 20, 25 years in the future. A nameless, faceless bureaucrat uh, takes the floor of the House of Commons, reading from a prepared statement. And the statement says something like, due to the rising costs, due to the complicated nature of involving resources and logistics, the time it takes to put these elections together, uh, where we're having a lower and lower voter turnout every time we do this, we're simply going to forego on future elections for now and just to try it out and, and, and see, you know, see how this goes. Um, it's terrifying to think that that may actually happen, that this may be packaged and sold to us in the form of a prudent cost-saving measure in the way of, hey, you know what, one less thing. Let's make this easier on all of us, where we just, we simply don't have to show up and do this thing anymore. Um, I don't, I hope that that's not our future. And I don't believe that it has to be our future. I believe that um, for many of us, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, they, they went away and they fought, and in some cases died for many things, but the simple freedom of walking into that right, the privilege to walk into that ballot box and to drop an X down, that one simple thing, that to me is why. Why is this so important? 10% increase in local voter turnout. We're not really talking about a lot of people here. We're talking about, a, about an additional 3,000, I think we figured, um, people showing up 
and just executing that one task, that one thing that our family members, our ancestors, the people who came before us fought and died for. Just, just vote. Welcome back to Think Millennial. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> stuck in the laptop like Dave did. <laughs> yeah, just watching the video go. It's a little delayed. Um, we hope you enjoyed um, the first segment, kind of intro segment, um, to intro er, introduce everybody to what we're going to be doing going forward with Just F and Vote. Um, so what, is, what does it mean to, to everybody here, like to get people to encourage, like to vote? Like what does that mean to you, Matt? These people are going to make educated they're going to vote off of education, not mm -hmm. off of something that their parents have thought of, but the media. The media is a huge mm -hmm. one that I think is really messing things up. Is It can sway you anyway. It can make anybody look really, really, really bad, regardless. Like it, So I'm, I'm really hoping that if people can actually get educated, that they'll make the right vote. More people will vote, and mm -hmm. you know our country can get even better than it is. Yeah, maybe inspire some people to dive further into it too, yeah. right? Because there's so it's like endless. That's yeah. if there's anything I've learned is like the political world is literally endless, yeah. and it just keeps going and different things and different facets yeah. to it. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think for me, the the whole campaign is is for me is just about not just getting young people out there to vote but having them actually have a say in government and actually start to form government mm -hmm. so right now you know I, I look at myself I'm almost 40 um, you know uh, it, it's a lot of people my age or older that are running government right now mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily reflect the needs of the the younger Canadians right mm -hmm. so um, I think it's really important that they're inspired to go and vote and become part of the political you know environment so that they can make those decisions for for their own demographic and for for my demographic for sure um so it's just another generation that are involved in politics and able to change the landscape yeah i kind of forgot about that that that's that's kind of what's going to be happening to it and really yeah. even, I didn't you're old enough to that. vote you're yeah. old enough <laughs> to participate yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then and then for them to be the the future our, the our political voice, leaders yeah. and yeah. moving forward from there so that's that's yeah. neat when i'm super old i want millennials to like know what they're talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. gonna be my pension right so <laughs> that's fair yeah it's just about getting people out there informed and getting them to the polls uh it is it is important for people to get out there and vote and you know it's that for me that's the most important part is getting people you know out of the chair and to participating it is really important, you know, to take part in that process. I think Trudeau tried that in his last campaign to really say that he speaks for younger people or he represents the younger people. He is a young prime minister. Yeah, he he is. Um, I, I think that every party kind of has its own way to engage the youth, um, for sure. I, I mean, I, I have conservative friends that have been part of the, the young, you know, uh, Ontario PC party since they were really little, uh, like, it's school age, um, and then I have friends that are have been involved with the NDP and the the Liberals for just as long. So I think every party kind of wants to engage young people. I think they know that it's coming, um, that this is the next generation that's coming up and wants to be involved in politics. Um, you know, you you have uh, exceptionally young MPPs um, that are in the Conservative Party as well as very young and you know MPPs in, in both the NDP and the Liberal Party. So I think it's starting to kind of branch out. And, uh, and kind of go across the board. Um, I think that's really cool that that's starting. That transition is starting to happen, mm -hmm. and some of the different ways that mm -hmm. the younger generation does things. It maybe to see how that might change how it all works. 
That'll be that'll be really cool to to mm -hmm. see that. Um, and now we're going to be heading to to break. And when we get back, we'll continue our conversation about just effing vote. Thanks. Matt. Entrepreneurs share their stories of success and challenges in small business. Or even if I need more of a virtual kind of presence. The Small Business Show on Rogers TV. Graduation. We were so proud. We all got together for a picnic. That's when we heard coming from the radio. So we stopped and we listened. It helped us get to safety. That's why when I think of I think of John. Because now he has a real future to look forward to. Necessary. I'll judge for myself. I know you're an MP, Miss McPhail, but a woman has never... I am not leaving till I do. Civilized. If those appalling conditions don't change, that prison will explode! Perhaps our lone lady member is too fragile to know what is normal in a prison. Is this normal? Her courage would lead to the overhaul of the entire Canadian penal system. Agnes McPhail, Canada's first woman MP. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. <laughs> and uh, you know what? This has been a <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get through this yeah. without laughing. The introductions we'll to each segments. We've got six <laughs> times every single week to try and get it right, and we still haven't we still haven't figured it out. Yeah. Um, but today we're joined by Laura Duguid and Ian Miracle. Um, so thank you both for being here today. Um, and as we've been talking about. Uh, for the show, it's, we've been talking about the Just F and Vote campaign um, that has been officially launched today with the first segment of the show. Um, so it's going to be a 10-part series, and it's going to cover a wide range of different educational topics that all have to do with the provincial election that's coming up on June 7th. 7th. See, I've been watching and listening. This has been a test. This has been a test, yeah. Um, but I think the, the next, next week's segment is going to be all about what is an MPP, um, and then from there, we're going to jump into healthcare, childcare, transportation. Um, what are some of the other ones that we have? Uh, uh, the economy, minimum yeah. wage. Housing. We're going to discuss housing yeah. and how the housing is going to impact you guys, yeah. millennials. Different mm -hmm. voting options because you can vote online too. 
um, which I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't aware of that, but you can vote online. You can. Online yeah. voting is really, um, it, it's really underutilized, and mm -hmm. it, it's such an easy thing to do, and people just don't realize. And, and, and we are so stuck to our phones and our laptops mm -hmm. at this point mm -hmm. that why, why wouldn't we vote online, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, no, it'll be, that'll be a really interesting mm -hmm. one for sure. How long have we been able to do that? Oh, three elections? Wow. Yeah. Three, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, the last yeah. federal, for sure. The last municipal, for sure. I've been voting in person like a chump. Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting out of my house and walking somewhere to get Walking? That? What? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not lazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at you um, go. I think another one is how to volunteer or get involved with yeah, the different parties. How to, yeah, how to yeah. get involved. Um, and so that'll be Dave Carroll. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that's a really big one for us that we really wanted to kind of unpack um, because volunteering for a campaign, not only do you get an opportunity to meet some really great people in your community and a lot of um, the friendships I've made over the last 10, 15 years have been because of that. Um, but you also get an opportunity to kind of see the inner workings of how a party is, you know, where a party will struggle for funding or, you know, um, what they need in terms of resources and, and what they're lacking and then how you can kind of contribute. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just knocking on doors, um, which is exciting in itself. Um, it's a lot of great exercise, um, <laughs> but also in, in terms of like learning some of the messaging of, of a campaign and, and, uh, and, you know, being there to support the candidate mm -hmm. and, uh, and some of the people that are on the administrative team. Yeah. So yeah, it's neat. Experience. Yeah, it really is great. Um, I think I've done six or seven different elections at this point for volunteering and, and it's always a, a great time it's always a lot of fun so was that all provincial or do you use municipal as well yeah, municipal federal wow yeah all That's across really the board cool. so yeah my kids have done a bunch uh i think sophia's done like at yeah. least the last four and i, I think say. that is so incredible too because i think it's just something that you have to be exposed to and get involved with yeah. and then all the, and once you understand it then yeah. you have that you you're more inclined to get involved and be a part of that and it's really cool to see both of your kids yeah. be involved and really enjoy it and like love it yeah it's exciting yeah for them they do they they both love it um yeah. and both for different reasons um my oldest one is like a, a political junkie so she watches elections doesn't matter where the election is she's watching it so um doesn't even matter what country it is she just really loves all the fundamentals of voting and and how policy is formed and, mm -hmm. and governments and and so that's really interesting to her and the youngest one I mean Sophia's always in for a good lit drop you give that kid a backpack full of flyers and let her go yeah. so she's a trooper <laughs> yeah she loves it so yeah that's awesome and I think we've left some space too as well for uh, people like our viewers that maybe have an idea that they want to be more educated on um, so they can reach out to us I believe they can do that through the website they can yeah. um, so they can reach out and say hey this is something that maybe we've missed or we yes. didn't think about and this is something that I really I think would be beneficial for people to learn about um, mm -hmm. so there is that opportunity yeah um, we have got a, a couple of those um, mm -hmm. that have come through people that are saying you know these are some of the issues I want to know more about um, yeah. we've got you know obviously some other 
feedback, but yeah. uh, it's been minor. So minor, minor you know, I'm going to wear my shirt to the grocery store. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll just see what happens and feel confident. Yeah. I will feel hold my head yeah. up high yeah. um, when I wear it. So yeah. Um, and then one of the other segments is discussing who the political parties are. Right. right. So who the candidates are locally, um, who the candidates are uh, on the provincial stage, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, which is interesting because we're not yet sure who that will be um, for the the conservatives. So. Right. And I think that's important to say again. You you had mentioned it earlier, but this mm -hmm. is like a nonpartisan, um, all about education. Yeah. And it's not. We don't really. We don't care who you vote for. That's up to you. But we want to make sure that that's an educated. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. That's vote. our slogan. We don't yeah. care who you vote for, just effing vote. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it, right? Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to give people an opportunity to get to know who the, the main parties were, who the candidates were. Mm -hmm. um, I know we had discussed trying to put together a, some type of a, a meet and greet mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, those candidates have an opportunity to, to engage some younger uh, younger people and, right. and get them out there helping them to canvas and, and to understand because if you only are getting your political information from your parents you might not necessarily align your values the same way your parents right. do yeah. so yeah. different needs different needs absolutely yeah. Yeah. absolutely yeah. Mm -hmm. is it a little weird with everything that's going on with the um, the conservative government right now have we ever had anything like this where we don't know who the leader is going to be and we're getting this close to the vote yeah to my to my knowledge um, don't quote me, but to my knowledge, yeah. this is uh, this is the the closest we've ever had a leadership race um, before before an election, and it is an interesting um, it is an interesting process. Um, even you know whether you vote you know conservative or not, it is interesting to actually watch the process mm -hmm. and to see what's involved in a leadership race. Um, you know there are, there are some parties that have had the same um, same leadership for a bit. So I know we just had the NDP, the federal uh, leadership with Jagmeet, um, mm -hmm. and so you know we've got to see a little bit of, of it on the federal stage. Um, Andrea has been leader of the NDP for quite some time provincially, so not really a, a whole lot of leadership race going on there. Um, they're pretty happy with her, and she's well respected by her party. So. Um, and and so it's you know we're and of course with Kathleen Wynn right so um, sh there's there's not really you know anything going on there she's been the leader for for a little while now so um, with the PC leadership race happening it kind of leaves um, it leaves it kind of up in the air because not only do we not know who the leader of the party will be we're gonna have to go to break but we're yeah. gonna continue yeah, yeah. talking about the conservative sure. uh, leadership race going forward we'll be right back after the break. is a TV show that is meant to inspire. It's a little thicker batter. And I'm here with Sweet Occasions to take the intimidation out of baking and, and really simplify and help people to, you know, get their feet wet. I'm not afraid to make a mistake when I'm baking or have flour, you know, proof out of the mixer when I'm baking. Baking is meant to be fun and to be enjoyed. Crazy beautiful wedding. Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> is a crazy beautiful love story. It took a while to convince her, I think, to go out with me. Larry was my customer for many years. Go for coffee and find a wife. Yes. 
I went to a bowling alley and there she was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we were like the perfect match. It was meant to be. I guess it really was, wasn't it? Crazy Beautiful Weddings, a new original series. New episodes Tuesdays at 9, only on Makeful. The world's most famous Canadian, Grey Owl, just back from a triumphant British tour, is to be a reluctant guest at a gathering of First Nations. Archie, you may not realize this, but right now you are the most famous Red Indian in the world. These are your people. You have to be there. Come on, Harold. Let's go. Sure, I'm sure. His name is Archie Bellini, and if he's a Red Indian, I'm the king of China. It is an honor to meet the man called Grey Owl, who has brought much respect for our people. Imposter, rascal, dreamer, <laughs> and yet the Englishman who called himself Grey Owl <laughs> awoke the whole world to our vanishing wilderness. My brother says, men become what they dream. You have dreamed well. Welcome back to Think Millennial. We're back. That was quick. Yeah, look at us, eh? <laughs> uh, I'm Ben, and this is Matt. And we're joined today by Laura Duguid and Ian Miracle. Sorry, what's your name? It's Matt. It's Matt. Okay, good. Just checking. Um, and we are now back. <laughs> Surprise! Um, Laura, you were talking about the conservative leadership race before we went to break. Do you want to just continue what you were? Yeah. So I think this is um, this is one of those uh, one of those times that um, you know really needs to be people need to take notice, and it's because it's such a unique opportunity um, for all the parties right now. Because mm -hmm. really, you have, and this is a very nonpartisan um, answer to that question: is you um, you have. Um, you know, opinion pieces that are that are coming out that are saying, well, maybe this will lead to uh, another liberal government because the the PCs are kind of all over the place and don't really have their stuff together, mm -hmm. and you know, um, and so people will just vote liberal again. Um, does this give Andrea and her party, um, the NDP, a chance to now kind of come up and be the front runner? You have a lot of uh, opinion pieces that are happening there mm -hmm. that are saying. You know, yes, this is going to give the NDP the opportunity they haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, they haven't seen since Bob Ray days, really, to to kind of um, come ahead and and you know they could take this election. Mm -hmm. And then you have other people that are that are certainly saying, you know, depending on who the the leader will be um, for the the Ontario PC party, you know, that will determine how this election could go because the PCs are still looking very favorable in the polls. Mm -hmm. um, so you know. It's kind of up in the air how it's going to go right now. Um, so this is a really unique opportunity, especially for young voters to pay attention, see what's happening, learn all the issues, kind of look at the political landscape and see how this leadership race is really going to affect, you know, the different chances for the different parties, and uh, and just you know really absorb as much media as possible. As as hard as that is, because traditionally the media has has backed um, the, the two major parties, the Liberal and the PC. So um, the NDP doesn't really have a, a necessarily an own media so um, that, that gives them ample coverage. So you really do need to find you know, neutral sources mm -hmm. um, like 
just effing vote or, yeah. or you know, go to the individual party sites and, and check out what they have to say um, in order to make yourself as educated as possible for the process. Right. And I do think that that creates a neat opportunity right now for this election, being that everything's kind of up in the air with what's going on and different mm -hmm. experiences with all the different parties that it really encourages because there's no, like, not necessarily like a clear-cut winner it's going to encourage people to not be like, okay, well, I'm just going to vote for that person because that's the person that I see on TV the most or I hear about the most exactly. or whatever. And it's going to be like, okay, maybe I should actually do some research and yeah. figure out what's going on. Yeah, and even yeah. the um, the candidates for the leadership race are all so different um, that you do have a lot of a lot of people saying that that will really make a difference depending on who who actually wins the leadership um, will depend on what that party looks like going forward and, and what their chances will be in the provincial election. How much does that one person really have of, like how much power do they really have to change what their party's stance is? I thought conservatives, conservative, liberals, liberal, NDP is NDP. Yeah. How does the leaders really, how are they able to change things around? Yeah, the platforms are all fairly different. So, you know, you're looking at the individual who's who's running in, in the leadership race and you're looking at how they want to best um, carry certain elements of the party forward, mm -hmm. but then they also have their own opinions on things like um, education, on things like, um, you know, uh, electoral reform, on things like, which is obviously federal, but, um, and, and then things like, you know, health care, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Christine Elliott's a really good example. She did a lot of work for health care when she was out of the political eye. She's also an entrepreneur. Um, and a lawyer so you know she has very strong opinions on certain things but she also you know there's some in the party that are that won't necessarily have the same um, opinions about health care that she would have um, then you have you know Doug Ford and and he's Doug Ford and so he represents a certain part of the party um, you know that doesn't like the status quo right mm -hmm. which is a huge amount of the of the people right now that were mm -hmm you know of the ones that were happy to see Patrick Brown um, go down step down so mm -hmm. so it'll be a very interesting mm -hmm. interest and then you have Carolyn Mulroney right who a uh, name recognition um, but then you look at will that help or hinder the party based on how people felt about Trudeau and and his name recognition mm -hmm. so you know it'll be very very interesting to see what happens and and the NDP you know in terms of them pushing pharmacare um, and, and and those kind of things and definitely you know when you look at they were the first ones pushing you know the minimum wage increase right, right. so and then you know the Liberal Party picked it up and so now the Liberal Party's looking at some some pharmacare as well so mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens once the leadership race is concluded mm -hmm. and to see what the the landscape will look like and and how people the votes will shake out so so it goes much much deeper than just voting for that party it does you need Absolutely. to really be voting for that person yeah, you really do. You need to make sure that the party platform aligns with what you, you know, how you want to be represented and and that your local representation aligns with you. Mm. Um, so often people vote um, on a provincial or federal level and they don't look at who their, their local representation is. Um, and does that person reflect their values? Does that person reflect what they want to see in their community happen? Mm -hmm. You know, what their priorities are? Because every candidate will have its own their own priorities locally for what they can see to make change here. Mm -hmm. um, so you really want to look at that and see, you know, how is that going to affect my day to day? Mm -hmm. So. We got about a minute and a half left. 
um, before we go. Um, so I think we've covered off so much and I'm really excited to be able to move forward and yeah. kind of see everything come together and just to be able to continue to educate not only for myself but for everybody watching and everybody participating and it's going to be really cool to see how that all takes shape. So we are now at a minute and a half which is good to know. Um, but where can people get in contact with Octopus Red? Uh, they can go to the website octopusred.com. Uh, they can find us on Facebook, we're very active on Facebook, yep. or you can go to the justeffingvote.ca. Um, there's <laughs> there's t-shirts there now, yeah. um, and there's tons of uh, social media assets as well, so you can, like, I encourage everybody, change your profile pic, yeah. change your cover photo, let yeah. people know that you intend to vote. Mm -hmm. um, again, we don't care who you vote for, you don't have to tell the world who you're voting for, but just, you know, represent your community and say that you will stand up and you will make the commitment to go and vote. Right. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Ian, how can people find you to get in contact with you? To uh, you can find ENR Photography on Facebook right now. Okay. Uh, cool. And ENR Photography slash squarespace.com. It's okay. my website. Perfect. So awesome. take a look. And then I believe also through uh, everybody can be found through the just F and vote website so yep. that's mm -hmm. that's awesome to, mm -hmm. to see and yeah. eventually that's it's getting easier to say <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got 30 seconds so thank you everybody for uh, for watching at home and also thank you both for being here um, I'm excited to see where it will go okay. and yeah just F and vote and we are now going to head to break have a great evening Call the Rogers TV viewer response line, email us, or connect with us on social media. on a mission to talk about everything parents deal with on a daily basis. Okay, so what do you do when your child has a meltdown? It's Vanessa and Melissa. Tuesday. You. Do. Need. Painting. Those wacky improv artists are back. Theater on the Edge on Rogers TV. This is presidency gone off the rails. They tried to assassinate me, and I am the one under investigation. Welcome to the resistance. I swore an oath to protect my country. I will end this. My presidency's just been hijacked. All it takes is one wrong move. People start dying. The country is in free fall. You're acting like it's me off my mess. I will hunt you down. I will kill you. This is Rogers TV. It was a day Dawson Latisseur won't forget anytime soon.
his friends chanting his name as the 17-year-old officially signed with the York Lions in OUA football. Latisseur is an offensive lineman, and he can't wait for the next chapter in his football career. Honestly, I'm just really excited to go to York this fall. Uh, it's going to be a brand new step, you know, new city, new family, new team. Uh, they're an upcoming football program, so I'll have a chance to you know, possibly play, maybe even start. So it's a, it's a great step to be beginning. I'm looking forward to it. I think he's just a hardworking kid with a great head on his shoulders. You know, he, he knows what he wants to do in, in, in his life. And, you know, he, he could have went to other schools where he would have had a less of an opportunity, but... You know, I think he really understood that he has a chance to actually play here um, for York. So I think that was probably the biggest thing for us that, you know, we want a kid like this on our team to get the, you know, and then that'll grow the connections with St. Mary's um, High School also. Latisseur spent four years playing with the St. Mary's Eagles in District 8. His senior coach at St. Mary's, Kyle Armour, who was beaming with pride on Monday, watching one of his student-athletes move on to the next level. It's always great to see somebody that's worked hard, you know, on, on the field, off the field, to go on to, to play at the next level. And, uh, you know, here at St. Mary's, we're just extremely proud of him that he put in all that effort, and, and now it's working out for him. St. Mary's is just one big family, you know, even from 